This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio. Chair of Trumpington Stitchers Group, that's Carol Holloway, talking about this amazing 1.5 metre square quilt marking the extraordinary year of COVID that's now hanging in local Clay Farm Community Centre Cafe. And I caught up with Carol yesterday and it's just a fascinating conversation. And I started by asking her all about Trumpington Stitches, how it really all began. Trumpington Stitches has been going since around about 2013. And it started with a sewing class that was run by the city council. And a few people who attended that wanted to carry on meeting. And then we had a big uh, community project, which was when I really got involved, when we developed um, a plan for bringing the two halves of Trumpington together. We have old Trumpington and new Trumpington. Our population has almost doubled in the last 10 years. So we got some funding and we uh, got a project going, which I got very involved in. So that was really when I got involved and we made two big wall hangings, which are in our Clay Farm Centre, community centre. And after that, I think we've really expanded in numbers at that point. And we had quite a few people who were interested in not just meeting every week and doing our own stitching, which we certainly do in normal times, but doing a bit more than that. So we've been um, very keen to be involved in the community and work on things that benefit the community ever since then. So we've always been interested in doing things that are beyond just us and doing our own thing. So when COVID came about, of course, we couldn't meet anymore. It's got so many different historical connotations, doesn't it, having a stitching yeah. group? But it, it's not as simple as people think it is. And and I just want to see from you, just get your opinion on how important, are, what are the benefits of having this group? Well, I think Trumpington Stitches incorporates a really wide range of people. So we have uh, young people who've got young children. We have very elderly people. We have people from all kinds of backgrounds and all kinds of ethnicities. And we have a number of people whose first language isn't English, but stitching is a very international language. So everyone um, can communicate and participate together in an activity like stitching, however good their language skills in English are. Um, And I think we serve many different purposes for different people. So for some people, it's absolutely, um, you know, the social contact that is really important for them. And the stitching is just a way to meet up with other people and have a chat. Um, And for some people, we've certainly had people who have been struggling with their mental health and it's a way that they can do something calming and constructive and get some support from other people. We've had people who have found themselves uh, out of work and need something to keep them busy so they come and they learn new skills. We have people who have never stitched at all but want to be able to do things for their young family like do some mending um, make do and mend you know when they're on low incomes so it serves a huge number of um, purposes for different people and traditionally it's always women of course who are seen as sitting around in sewing circles or knitting circles or crocheting circles together 
and it has been mostly women but we've also had some men which we've really enjoyed it's been lovely we helped one um group uh with their theatrical costumes for example so we had a man who came along from their group for a few weeks to get some help with their theatrical costumes yeah it's an important group for many different reasons and this takes us on now doesn't it because we've just had pretty tough year but as a group as the trumpington stitches you've done something really quite interesting over the the last year is that right and how did this so tell us a little bit about you're celebrating an anniversary from this time last year this is an anniversary yeah. of what well it's the anniversary of the first lockdown that we had for covid on the 23rd of march and obviously we haven't been able to meet physically very much during that time although over the summer we had some quite successful stitch on the green sessions on saturday afternoon when the weather allowed us but once we got towards the autumn and we knew we were going to be shut in again we really felt we wanted to do something that would connect us with each other that we could do in a socially distanced way and that would be a contribution to our community to really try and reflect what this had meant to all of us this really difficult time. So we started off with this idea of doing a patchwork quilt because everyone can do a little square and then someone gets the job of stitching it all together. And we decided that a very good symbol would be a house with a heart in the middle of it because that indicates the fact that home is where your heart is and we're all being asked to stay at home. But then we thought, actually, home isn't that safe for everybody. For some people, home is not a safe place. And we were increasingly hearing about the rise in domestic violence and um, child abuse and mental health crises and just, you know, a whole range of ways in which people were finding it really difficult to um, have to be at home such a lot homeschooling, working from home, um, eating too much, drinking too much, all those kinds of things. So we, we started talking about how we could reflect that in our little motif of a heart and a house. And we realized there were so many ways we could do it. So we started thinking about metaphors like, this is really wearing thin now. And um, gosh, I, I'm really fraying at the edges. I think things are unraveling now. All those kinds of metaphors. And we were so easily able to translate those, you know, into our little motif. So our heart shape became many different things depending on, you know, what we were trying to reflect. So we ended up with about 36 of our 144 squares, which is what we decided we wanted. 36 of them reflecting different experiences of COVID. And some of them serious and some of them not quite so serious. And so we've got some that reflect the importance of pets at home. Many of us have really found our cats and dogs important. And we've got some that are reflecting the more serious issues around mental health and uh, domestic violence and those kinds of things. And we really just felt we wanted something that was attractive as a piece of art, but also that said something more than that and that reflected the realities and the struggles as well as some of the comforts and the pleasures of this absolutely extraordinary year that we've all been through.
So the quilt is has been put together. You, you, yes. everyone donated their squares and whatever form or message or, as you say, metaphor that was portrayed in there. And you've, you've. How big is the quilt now? How, how big is this? It's one and a half meters square altogether. Right. Yes, it's hanging at Clay Farm Centre Cafe. Clay Farm is our local community centre uh, in Hobson Square, and. Um, it incorporates a library as well as meeting rooms and a cafe and the doctor's surgery is on the first floor. So it's in normal times a very busy and well used space. So we're hoping that being in the cafe, it'll give people a, an opportunity to see it um, when they're just passing through. And we're going to have um, a key next to the quilt so that people can have a look and try and guess what all these um, metaphorical and symbolic squares mean. Um, and we'll have a little kind of guessing game so people can take a sheet and write down what they think the squares represent and then round the corner, there'll be the answers. So we'll make it a bit of fun as well and children hopefully will enjoy having a look and trying to guess what the different squares are as well as adults. I mean, this is this is it's great in many ways because you're you're almost advertising the group that you are, the people that are involved in it, and and are you always looking for people to join, even if they don't have any experience with sewing whatsoever, or if they come from a very experienced background as well in stitching yes. and sewing? We're always happy to have more people come and join us. We've got about a hundred people on our mailing list, and usually we have about fifteen or sixteen people on a good night that turn up. So it's very much a drop-in, and people can come one week and not come for a few months, and then come back again. Um, we have some people who have been teachers of textile arts, and we have had one person who turned up with her sewing machine still in the box because. <laughs> too scared to get it out because she didn't know what to do with it. And we do run peer sessions, usually once a month, we have a session in a corner with half a dozen people who want to learn a new skill. So some people might be very good at using the sewing machine, but not know how to crochet. So we might have a session teaching basic crochet skills or basic knitting skills or whatever. So we're always very happy. In fact, we love teaching people who have no idea how to sew on a button because we think it's just really important that people have these skills. And um, we're very happy to help young people doing their Duke of Edinburgh's award, for example. We had a couple of girls who came for a few weeks so that they could make something uh, for that, or people who just want to come and do their mending and have a natter, that's fine. And Carol, do you think craft Generally, do you think sometimes it's slightly undervalued because the importance from you just said from a mental point of view, mental health point of view, and I love what you just said earlier, you said stitching is a um, is an international language. I mean, it, and so it's a, you know, I never thought about it that way because it's almost a, a common denominator, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's lovely that people um, from so many different parts of the world have been part of our group and have learned skills and then have been able to teach other people because you can show someone how to do something you don't have to use a lot of language so it is a great um leveler really in terms of people feeling that they can learn and that they can teach and it's really been a wonderful thing in that way i suppose the other aspect of crafts which is i think growing in popular popularity 
um, is something called craftivism. I don't know if you've heard yeah. about craftivism. But craftivism is really about using crafts to um, make a public point. And it's a gentler way than going on a protest march or graffitiing a building um, of drawing attention to a particular cause that you might have. So, for example, I know there was a campaign, which may still be going on, I don't know, um, to encourage people to have cervical smear tests. And there was a, a group that started and then it became a national thing where um, people made little sets of knickers um, and attached a label about cervical smears and why it was important. And they just took those and they stuck them in ladies' toilets all over the country. That's brilliant. Um, so there are many ways in which crafts can be used. And some people have heard about yarn bombing. That's another thing that you see, you know, lots of knitting wrapped around a tree. And in Trumpington, in fact, when the Tour de France came through, a lot of people were involved in knitting Tour de France colored jumpers as bunting, which we put up all along the route and yarn bombing old bicycle wheels. So fantastic decoration, lovely community activity, um, a very enjoyable thing that absolutely anyone can get involved in. Oh, that was Carol Holloway from Trumpington Stitches Group there talking primarily about this amazing one and a half metre square quilt marking the extraordinary year of COVID and it's hanging up in the local clay farm community centre cafe and the, i think the public health message as she just said was stay safe at home and it's about the reflection of the year as well now the quilt is made up of 144 squares and as, as carol said the main motive is a heart in a house it's just incredible, absolutely wonderful. If you want to have a look, trumpingtonstitches.net is the website. Have a look at that. I think they have a Facebook page as well. But they're always keen for new members and they've got an amazing amount of projects around Cambridge as well that they've been doing and they are doing for the future as well. So do have a look at that. My thanks to Carol Holloway there from Trumpington Stitches Group. This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio.